This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the best podcast you've ever fucking heard, tied with Don't Blame Me. (laughs) (laughs) But am I wrong? Hi, I name I name is Megan. No, my name is Megan. What's your name? Hi, my name is Melissa. What's your middle name? Diamond. You didn't say yours. Oh, Rose. But like, fuck Diamond everyone's... and Rose go together though. But maybe that should be okay. <laughs> we constantly trying to come yeah. up with business names. <laughs> but the issue is, is first of all, that is a little like. When, you know, people name their own, like, MLM branches or whatever, mm-hmm. that's like, okay, no, it's it's a Young Living. Come on. And they're like, no, no, no it's Diamond Rose Essential <laughs> Oils. Yeah. Feels like that. But everyone has the fucking middle name Rose. A lot of people do. I think Rose May. Nicole. <laughs> Nicole? Is Nicole a common middle yes, name? I know so many um, people with the middle name Nicole. I think the ones I know the most are, are like, May, Rose, and that might be it. I have met in my lifetime six Ashley Nicoles. I know Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley Nicoles. <laughs> now that you, I never fucking thought about that. I think almost every Ashley I know's middle name is Nicole. <laughs> Why? It does sound nice together, mm-hmm. Ashley Nicole. That's fucking hilarious. Wow, you just blew my mind with that. That's fucking funny. To give you all a lowdown on this podcast, this is a, it's a podcast. You know, you're listening. You have ear audio. My brain short circuited. Don't worry about it. I don't know what you were trying to get at. <laughs> Me neither. Okay. Sorry. You know, it's a podcast because this is something that's available only as an audio option. Did I fix it? You did, as Thank always. You. Why is my voice like this? It's raspy. <clears throat> You're getting sick. <clears throat> Don't say that. I'm just saying, I have to get on a plane tomorrow. I'm not getting sick. Okay. I've had, no, I, there, it, no. <laughs> you are sorted. Did Stop. you take your Adderall? I did, but I haven't been sleeping well because I've had, I had the worst allergy attack the other night. Are you taking Claritin yes. normally? Every day. No. Okay. That's not I know, normally. I know. I know. I know. I need to. Do you I just need forget. one right now? I feel okay. Do you think my throat needs one? Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. Fine. I'll get one. Pause. Okay, everybody. Sorry. Should I inform them about my allergies? I'll talk to them about my allergies. So the other night I had a horrible allergy attack. One of the many things I'm allergic to, but the only thing I'm allergic to in like, you know, this kind of realm is dust mites. So I 
can't dust, <laughs> which is like a very princessy thing. But if anyone has any suggestions or tips or like equipment that if you have a dust mite allergy, how you can dust, because I have to rely on Mots, who is like not the greatest at it. But the issue is, is once he then dusts, there's dust mite particles. Once he dusts, then there'll be like dust like floating in the air. So mm-hmm. then I will usually have a mild allergy attack after he dusts. Mm-hmm. But I think something must have happened where like a pillow must have fallen on the ground or something happened. It's also been raining a lot too. Oh, and yeah. That- kicks up a lot of stuff in the earth but i like was laying on the couch and i like got up and like my face was just feeling kind of like hot and itchy and like my eyes wouldn't stop watering and i was like wow i must be like really tired like as if like i was like my eyes were like not fully open and then i go to the mirror my whole left side is swollen and my eyes almost swollen shut and i was like oh i'm not tired i'm having a full-blown allergy attack so that has been me for the last couple days and so i have not been sleeping that well because we didn't have Benadryl. But yeah, I think that's what's de- doing with my throat because then I clear my throat all, you know what, I, you know, mm-hmm. what you've got the post-nasal drip of allergies mm-hmm. and then you're constantly just like walking around like an old man going. <laughs> yeah, I had that a couple weeks ago because I was like, oh, I don't need th- these anymore. Story of my fucking life. <laughs> my entire fucking like, life. The next day I was scratching and had all that. I was like, what is wrong with me? And No shit, Melissa. Yeah. No, I don't know why I constantly, like, I think about it. Like, some people, when they have, like, a headache and they're like, oh, it never occurred to me to take Advil. Mine is that with allergies. I'm like, Mm -hmm. ugh, my allergies are really acting up. And it's like, well, did you take anything? And I was like, I forgot that those exist. (laughs) I think I might be a little little scarred because one time I took expired allergy medication before an audition. Oh, that's a terrible idea. I didn't know it was expired. I just started feeling real funny yeah it's like a high that you've never experienced before as somebody who's done drugs it is a high i've never <laughs> experienced before my pupils completely dilated i was wearing like thigh high heeled boots for this and i'd like walk upstairs and i was just like so out of it and just like woozy i couldn't drive myself i had to have someone drive me to the audition and i didn't book it because it was literally the entire premise was a, about a jewish woman and i was like oh. unless the joke is that like i am Obviously not. Do you, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we're talking about what the show is about. <laughs> it was a very long segue. On this show, we talk about who is right and who was wrong with our iron gavel. We don't actually have gavels. Imagine. I did imagine it in my head. It kind of sounded like if like Thor's hammer yep. hit down. That's what I heard. Yep. I can't ever hear. Think about Thor's hammer without thinking about. Mm-hmm. 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 Everyone just look up. Marvel-related sex toys. <laughs> please, 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 please. So we're not the only ones who, when you think of Thor's hammer, the uh, Hulk, Hulk fist, fist, and mm-hmm. Thanos's like, glove. Mm-hmm. Yeah, would love if everybody could just be on the same page as us with that. Because it's been years, and it's never, it's never, burned in my fucking never. brain. Oh, gosh. God, what do we fucking do? We're telling you if you're wrong. You're telling us if we're wrong. We're telling each other if we're wrong. And then we're talking about things in the uh, current zeitgeist in, in, in the world. And we're deciding who's the hero and who's the villain and all of these things. And then you can head on over to our Instagram and vote who you think was right and wrong in each of these situations. But specifically, you're voting for who was wrong. Mm-hmm. And the learning curve, I think it's happening. I feel like it's on the floor at this point. I, like, there's so, no way. I know. There's no way. I know. 
I just think at this point, if you have voted wrong in like I'm like you're grounded, like you're not if you have voted wrong in like a whole previous one, if you've not gotten better and you've continuously voted wrong on every single thing, I need you to take like a back seat. Watch. I got in an argument with somebody in my DMs about it. Who'd you get in a fight? I mean, not <laughs> what was the fight about? She's like, she just said the logic of nothing makes sense. And she said it every single week, every week, every single week. That's a you she problem. Has left a message about it. Is it on our group? No, it- it's in my, she sent it to both, but I responded in my yeah. personal, but we have so many. I don't think you'll be able to find it. Damn it. I really, I would be curious. Just know that not everyone is voting wrong. And the amount of people who are not voting wrong, it does outweigh the vast majority. The vast majority are voting correctly. If you are voting wrong at this point, that is on you. Mm -hmm. That is your problem. There is not much else we can do for you. Mm. And again, it's it's the misreading, not the people who are like, oh, shit, I accidentally tapped. Like, totally get that. Mm -mm. Totally get that. But when people are like, oh, I read this wrong. I'm like, how at this point? Yeah. How? Also, you don't have to vote the first time. You can just... Take your time, sit there, read through, and don't vote the like read through all of them and then come back. Like a multiple choice. Like, like a multiple quiz. choice test yeah. in school. Mm-hmm. Do that. So now it is time for But Am I Wrong, where each of us talk about things that have happened in our lives or things we've come across, hot takes. We basically pitch our argument of why mm-hmm. we think someone else is wrong and we're not. Yes. <laughs> Do you want to go first or should I I'll, go first? I'll go first. Okay, take it away. So mine is a hot topic or a hot take. I um, do like hot topics. Yes. <laughs> mine is a hot take. On television, not everything needs to be woke. I'm looking at you, Sex and City. Oh, okay. I haven't watched it yet. The new one, whatever it's called. I don't know. I don't just know why like, they just didn't call it Sex and the City. <laughs> I think that there has to be a legal reason because like that. But it's on HBO. But it was originally a book. But they're still crediting that oh. woman, too. She's in the credits. Yeah, no, I have no fucking idea why. Yeah. Because, like, it is a really... And just, like, like that sounds like that fucking she Addison Rae Netflix movie. She at the end of movie. every show no. now. She doesn't talk. Like, she's not writing in the first two episodes that are out. She's Please not, don't tell me she has, like, a video blog. No, no, no. She doesn't have, <laughs> she doesn't have a podcast. I was like, fuck She that. doesn't have a podcast. But anyway, Sex in the City is about white women that are deeply into themselves yeah like that's an enjoyment white of women it. being white women yes like yeah. white women white women yeah. and this new reboot there's so many problems with it first of all i don't need to see a 17 year old have like miranda's 17 year old son having sex i don't need to see that but uh, i should say spoilers about for this <laughs> yeah like i don't believe that this kid would be sexually active at all like <laughs> <laughs> they have this hot girlfriend like i that's don't it's funny. not a, that's not believable to me but yeah. samantha's gone and i understand they they wanted to address the diversity issue yeah so you know bring in a black woman that is also like just into herself too yeah. which they have done but they in the first two episodes they haven't developed her out a lot yet but it, it makes sense what they're doing. But they've also made it so that Miranda is going back to school. <laughs> what? To learn about diversity because of the pandemic and immigration things. She's quit oh, her up. corporate job, her corporate law job, because she was like, I need to be out and <laughs> working, like doing immigration work or whatever in law. 
And like they are hitting diversity over the head. So they've got two new black characters. One of them is her teacher who she first of all like makes a comment about her braids and her hair and also like was doing this like white savior thing where she was the professor couldn't find her badge in her bag and like the security guard was like I can't let you in until you find it and then Miranda like makes this like stance about that he wasn't being like racist he was just like you need your security badge to get through and so she's like making the stance about this and the professor calls her out like you're being a white savior and then later and I saw this on TikTok first and then I saw it in the show and it was worse (laughs) even in context where like some kids were filming like a YouTube video and one of them was dressed up like Chucky and they were like being annoying and trying to take her bag like at the subway and and Miranda's like doesn't want to engage at first because she thinks she's like being a white savior and it's just like (laughs) but it's through the lens of like being like you're being a white savior or are we supposed to be rooting for Miranda Miranda and Charlotte are just not when Carrie is the most likable character you're kidding me you're fucking kidding (gasps) wow yeah that's one storyline and they brought in I can't think of their name right now but they were on Grey's Anatomy at one point and it was like a big deal because they were like one of the had one of the first like bisexual characters on network TV at that point but it's like they're checking boxes they're like okay we've got the Latina we've got two black characters we've got this Latina non-binary person now and it's just it's so forced yeah Sarah Ramirez yes okay Yes, it's so forced. And just like taking a sidestep, like also with Real Housewives of New York, they brought in two two black women this past season. It was unwatchable because I don't need 70-year-old Ramona Singer talking, who everyone just knows is racist. Like, you watch white women (laughs) to be white women. I don't need you to bring in people just to diversify and then that's what the whole storylines of everything is it's just you know yeah well it's a huge leap like I would understand if like I would get it more in a show like Friends or whatever where it's like yes there are like some a lot of like privileged aspects of it but like I've heard a lot of the similar critiques about Gossip Girl where people are like I'm sorry there's something was fun about Gossip Girl in like an enjoyment of watching Mm -hmm. it of being like this is what the Upper East Side yeah. looks like. No, You hate everybody. You're not right. rooting for fucking anybody. Exactly. And also it's like, well, let's not suspend disbelief and pretend that like the wealthiest, most popular girl at this school is not like a rich white girl who's yeah. a piece of shit. Yeah. You know? Like, just let people exist and they don't need <laughs> to be there to teach a lesson. Well, and that also just like sucks for like everyone like yes. who's being brought on to do, especially like when you think about like there's a lot of, or maybe not a lot, I don't know that much about Real Housewives, but like there's entire Real Housewives like franchises that are mostly black women. Yes, there's and, like, two. And then also like Salt Lake City, which surprisingly is the most diverse of yeah. all, but they started it out being yeah. diverse. So then- that's not something that they have to forcibly work in. And no one's like being brought on to like literally be like, hey, so we know this show's been on forever and all of these like uh, reality stars are incredibly racist. Mm-hmm. Would you like to come on and teach them about right, racism? Exactly. Like Ugh. you don't need to be taught. Just let people exist. Yeah, I fully understand that. I The only thing I've heard about the Sex and the City 
reboot is the drama of the death. That's mm-hmm. the only thing I've heard. And I like avoided the spoilers. I was like avoiding it for days. And then finally. I didn't even mean to see it. Yeah. Someone just tweeted about it. It was so ridiculous that I thought it was a joke. I know. <laughs> I know. And then it actually happened. But then. I haven't watched it. I have to watch it tonight. Okay. I but mean, you know what the spoiler is, right? Yeah. Did you see that Peloton yeah. came out with the ad and and you know whose voice was Ryan on the Reynolds. end? Yes. I love The king him. of trolling. Yeah. Literally so fucking funny. I also think that, like, if Mots and I were going to have, like, celebrity couples to be friends with, we had another one that came to mind. Fuck, who was it? Oh, I said Tom Holland and Zendaya, Mm because Zendaya doesn't drink or smoke Mm -hmm. or, like, anything. So I was like, we would really get along. And Tom Holland, Mots is, like, now obsessed with, because apparently he's a very good golfer. Mm, And he's funny and all that. But the other one, I think, would be Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds. First, you have to ask them, why did you get married on a plantation? Uh, Well, that's that's the screener before we ever meet. Like, (laughs) I'm not even waiting to do that in person. You know, also... I I deeply love Ryan Reynolds. So. I yeah, I do too. I want to say I think they've made a statement on it since, okay. but like it's one of those things that I'm like, I didn't even grow up in the South. Mm-hmm. And so there's like a lot of things that I like missed, like when I was told that the name like Dixie, like where that comes from. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, there's a lot of things like I just missed because you know, the woke white kid liberal school, mm-hmm. a lot of it is um <laughs> You're not teaching a lot of like uh, very incorrect racist history, but you're not necessarily teaching this is the incorrect thing that people are saying and this is not. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so we don't have a lot of that. But like, even I know, like, I can just tell by the look of some of these places. I go, oh, this looks like a place. Like, yeah. come on, come on. But she doesn't drink either. And she likes to cook constantly. Anytime I hear of a celebrity that doesn't drink, I'm like, we would be friends. <laughs> well, I don't think you're wrong about that at all. And I cannot wait to fucking watch it. I just can't believe that she says, and just like that at the end, like, are you mm-hmm. kidding? That's so like, like Sandra Lee semi-homemade. Yeah. And just like that, a seven up cake with pinto beans. Like, what the fuck? That's so weird. Okay. Mine is about the Kardashians, but specifically <laughs> the Kardashian kids slash disick children. They're taking over TikTok and social media. I am obsessed and I'm not a religious person, but if I was, I would believe if there was a God that that God brought these children to this earth to humble their parents. Oh gosh, you know that Chris has a church. What? You didn't know this? No, I think you told me this. (laughs) She has a church where you have to tithe a certain amount to be a part of the church and tithes are usually like you give what you can give and the money goes back to the community. It's Christmas, right? No, you're supposed to do it every... I've only been to church oh, on Christmas You've time. only been on Christmas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This happens. No, I've been one other time. My dad took me to a black church on Martin Luther King Day, and I said, I want to be religious. He goes, this is not for us. And I was like, damn it. I loved that. You do this every... Okay, And you're it, supposed to give like 10% is what a tithe is of your paycheck, and then the money goes back out to the community. Is that how some of those ones have like private planes and shit? Yes. Oh. They give more, and they're not giving it back out to the community. So most churches, like, at the end of the year, they'll give you, like, tax write-off and, like, you put it into your... And they'll, like, provide all the paperwork for it and stuff. Those people are the ones that have all these private planes are the ones that are like, you need to give, like, your whole paycheck and then God will give it back to you. And it's full of shit. Yeah, it's like an MLM. Yeah. But Chris has a church. Oh, for the tax write-off? Not only for the tax write-off, but you have to give a certain amount of money to be part of this church. And so she funnels a lot of money through this. Oh. Mm-hmm. She girl boss maybe a bit too close to the sun. It's messed up. <laughs> I mean, it is. But back to what, but back to what I was saying about these children. I just think that like for so long, 
everybody has tried to, has hated on the Kardashians, tried to like take them down and like humble them and like all of that. And I just think that like that is unnecessary because their children will, their children are the funniest thing in the entire world. I'm just obsessed. And I've never been like invested in celebrity children at all. And there's like this whole concept. People are always like, oh, kids are growing up too fast. Like they're growing up way too fast. And I have so much faith in children and like humanity when I found their TikTok accounts because you couldn't tell me these weren't your nieces. Like Mm -hmm. they're just like running around screaming. There's like entire TikToks of them acting out scenes with their LOL dolls. Goes, my name is Allison. Like Allison's going to go under the Christmas tree and say hi to Rebecca. And I'm like- very much what Audrey posts. Literally. And it's so (laughs) funny. But the best one I have seen- Again, I just like think it's so great because like Northwest specifically, have you seen the one where they're talking about Kim is like on her Instagram story talking about like how Olivia Rodrigo sent like a a package to like for the release of driver's license? I have all the muted and anything that I've seen has been something that has slipped through. Yeah, this is, was on a news thing. Okay. I, I don't follow them, but it was on like, no, except I do follow the children on TikTok now. Okay. But it was, um, she was like filming a PR package that she had gotten from Olivia Rodrigo. And she was like, oh my gosh, Olivia, like, thank you so much. Like, we love your song, Driver's License. We listen to it in the car all the time. And North goes, no, we don't. <laughs> and she's like, North, we do. We listen to this song all the time. She goes, I've literally never heard you sing that, like oh ever. Gosh. And then like, Kim is like, I forget which one it is, Chicago, I don't know, one of the next ages. And then she's like basically getting like one of the other siblings like, tell North that that's what we do. And it's so funny. She's constantly roasts her and like tells her she looks weird and like is in the background of all of this stuff. And it's so fucking funny. But she went live on TikTok and apparently she's not allowed to go live. I did. That's the one that slipped through. Mm -hmm. And she is like running around the house screaming and like filming Kim. And Kim is like, get off live. You can't be on live. And it is my favorite thing ever. I will say, like, I definitely, like, have watched Keeping Up with Kardashians, like, very much grew up watching all of that stuff. But in the, in the last however many years have, like, definitely tapered off and have not been following as I was more enlightened about the problematic nature of things that they've done. And um, it does not seem that the problematic things that they've done have slowed down. No. And I think they do, I think there's a lot of great stuff that has, like, come out of having very famous women who like make jokes about the fact that like, you know, sexuality and or sex is something that like got them fame. I think that's a mm-hmm. that's a good thing to have like that kind of discussion about that stuff. And I also think taking out the quote unquote, which is the f- most fucked up thing that this was like the style of it was called heroin chic, that like very thin, thin, thin body. I also think that's a good thing. Do I think it's gone way too far of Mm -hmm. like the bodies are not real and no one is saying that Mm -hmm. yes but am i wrong for fucking loving their children like i'm obsessed and the best one penelope this is like the concept of rich i will never understand they are so rich that like she like has these tiktoks where she's like doing like an aesthetic account where she's like flexing things and like you know just like holding like shower routine or whatever but she again is a kid so she doesn't know like how much things cost but specifically like she's like flexing on us like method body wash and like suave shampoo and i'm like penelope i can afford this like you i'm gonna need you to like hop and grab your mom's little mare like make this and it's just she and her dad i know i don't know but it's just so funny and i cannot wait to see what these children are like when they grow up i think they're gonna be insufferable when they grow up and i kind of am here for it i'm not at all the issue is is that like it doesn't exist in like a a vacuum where like then people they have social influence and they have like all of this privilege and stuff i just wish this was do you really wish when you see someone like just 
you wish that this was someone from your high school who you could just know, see on Facebook and see through Facebook and didn't have as much like control and power. That's what I feel about them. Okay. But it does make me laugh. So I think I will be in the minority of this. And I think that's the correct answer. So I think I'm kind of wrong, but sometimes I do things that are wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Should we hop into the emails? Sure. This is But Are You Wrong, where we're going to read your email submissions. So send us one under 250 words at butamirongpod at gmail.com. Have as much info as possible and then write it out and read it out loud. All right. This is one in regards to grad school. I am 24, she, her, in grad school work towards my master's degree and recently switched who I was working under. In the program I am in, I must have a mentor, which is a professor I work under. I was working under one professor with two girls working on PhDs as I was working on my research project. I could not get any help from any of them. They would get very mad at me for needing help, not doing something the way they would. And if they did help, they would get angry when I told them what to do. But during their project, I was expected and did help them every step of the way without complaint. I would try to tell the two students I work with how I was feeling and needed more help, and they would just rip into me and blame their lack of helping me. I also think it is important to note that most other professors in the department do not like and some hate the professor that I was working for. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for you to get to that part. (laughs) We've cracked it. (laughs) I can't even say it. You want me to tap in? (laughs) And she is QAnon. So everybody, you heard here first, we'll be reaching out to the FBI. We have found Q and on. We know who Q is. Okay. I think it's safe to say she's a member. Yes. After over a year of dealing with them and crying every day, I I reached my breaking point and left the group to work for someone else. But now the old professor wants me thrown out of school. Am I wrong for leaving or should I have just stuck it out and stayed? I don't know what kind of program you're in, but in professional work, there's always going to be difficult people that you're going to encounter and you can't just leave the situation because things get tough. I think you can leave the situation, but my thing is like, how would you leaving then result in a professor trying to get you thrown out? Like, under what basis? Like, were you not allowed well, to leave? this is now the second person that she's worked under. I don't know what kind of project, what yeah. kind of group work this is. But when I was doing work for my biology degree, I was contributing to work. Like, there's a big over project that I was contributing to work for with my professor and yeah. then working on my own things, which is, it sounds like that's kind yeah. of what this person was doing and so if she left a project where she was supposed to be contributing to things and now there's a void that's open so she left a project and so it's like I could understand why a professor would want to get her kicked out when she left a project she was supposed to be working on yeah I just think it's like if you knew that going in that that's like 
if it wasn't like, oh yeah, an advisor told you, like you can totally switch and like leave and all of that. Yeah, that if she has a basis to kind of get you thrown out of school for that, that like it sucks. Mm -hmm. And I don't necessarily think that that as like a protocol is right. But if that was like an option and you kind of knew that that would have potentially happened. Yeah, it sucks when you like don't get along with people that you're like working with and all of that. And at a certain point, though, yeah, sometimes you just have really shitty group projects Mm -hmm. and like you have to figure out a way to deal with them and to work with them. And if you can't, then you do whatever you need to do. But then you kind of have to accept that the outcome is probably not going to be the same, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. like I didn't have a great college experience, but I dropped out. So like, I don't have a degree, you know, like there, there are consequences that come with what happened. Yeah. So you just have to kind of like weigh that stuff. So I don't necessarily think that you're wrong to be leaving under another professor if you're okay with the consequences that you have. But if you're upset with that, then yeah, I think you should suck it out. But I'm also, I'm a big fan of uh, quitting. And if she is cute, if she is cute, yeah, then, you need to then you need to report her to the FBI because then you could get her kicked out of the university. You need to get her, you need to get her in jail. <laughs> no, I know. I mean, the university would be the first step. Oh, my. You could be an FBI informant. Oh, my God. It's so great that we know that now. Can't wait to hear from you and see you on CNN. <laughs> Okay. So it's been a year that I haven't spoken to my cousin or her mom. June of last year, mid pandemic, my sister and brother were both throwing a small party. It was my sister's baby's birthday and my brother's birthday. And it so happened to be planned that they were all on the same day. So naturally drama started. They started arguing. And as it was mid pandemic, I wasn't even sure I was comfortable attending. I decided I was going to go to both, being cautious, of course. My brother's party was going to be at my aunt's house. Two days before the party, my cousin texted my sister, telling us her coworkers tested positive for COVID, and now she and the whole medical office had to get tested. Naturally, I was concerned because she wouldn't receive results till after the party. I told her she should be telling the rest of our family who was going to this, as she could put them in danger. A lot of our family isn't from here, so if they were to get sick, they wouldn't get support from the government, and how would they pay their rent and bills? She immediately got defensive and told me just to not come. I wasn't going to go anyways. I didn't go to either party, and I'm glad I didn't. The next day, my aunt called my mom and told her that I was being so rude to my cousin and said all of these things I never said. She totally twisted the story, making it seem like I was being a bitch, which even if I was, I would be right because she was being selfish. My cousin lied to everyone to make people upset with me. She failed to remember my sister was in that group chat with us and has all the same messages. Rookie. Till this day, I haven't spoken to my cousin or aunt or my siblings and other cousins stopped interacting with them as much as well. Not because of me, but more drama happened. Sometimes I feel bad, but my cousin is almost 25, so her acting like this is ridiculous. Am I wrong for cutting them off? I want to add, she wasn't just my cousin. She was like my best friend. No. No, you're not wrong at all. As I have said Many of times I'm a snitch, so I would have sent a message out to everyone that was invited to the party that she tested or that she had been exposed to COVID. What she did was irresponsible and thoughtless. And even if you were rude, so what? Who fucking cares? Yeah, this is something that is truly life or death. And you were protecting yourself. And so and she should have thought enough to protect everyone else. 
Also, anytime that someone is like getting upset of being like, you were being rude about this thing, that that's not what it's about. Like mm-hmm. that's not, it was not about you being rude. It's just like, this is how you find the anti-vaxxers in your life. Yep. Like that's what this is. It's like mm-hmm. they they don't want it to be about that because they don't want to be even more ostracized. And so they're making it, trying to vilify you and being like, well, her tone, it was blah, blah, blah. Like if she said it like this, like what she said was so horrible and awful because they're trying to like offset their bullshit and they don't want to own up to the fact that they're probably just like fucking anti-vaxxers. I think about that, like the, the fucking drama that I hear of people who have like big families with like the aunts and the cousins and like all of that shit. I like used to be like, oh, I really wish I had a big extended family. And like, that would be nice too. But like all of like, when I eventually have kids, like you will be an auntie to my children. So will Sydney. Like all of my friends Mm -hmm. will be like that. And then like subsequently my friends' kids will be like their cousins. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's great because I actually got to pick these people in my life. But like when I hear this shit, I'm like, I am so glad I do not have that. Like that sounds messy. You know, like mm-hmm. everyone, yeah. I mean, I have some extended family and like those ones are messy, but like, you know? Yeah, I have a big extended family and I don't dislike most of them, yeah. but I just like, I'm happy with my, I'm content with the, with my closer family, with my yeah. family. Like we, me and my sisters are like, that's us. We don't care about anybody else. Well, there's else, always like my a weird mom, section of cousins. <laughs> my mom. And I and I will say, like, in the summertime, we used to, like, go spend time with yeah. our cousins and hang. Like, I love them, but, like, I'm fine with just us. Yeah. And my mom and dad are both like, you need to go see. I don't have to see anyone. Literally. And I won't. Especially now. I will not be going to Little Rock and seeing any family because my family members are very old. Like my aunts and uncle yeah. that live in Little Rock are very old and I will not be exposing them. Like, no. I don't know what I'll, I'll be in contact with and I just don't want to open up the circle anymore. Yeah. I just like live for cousin drama. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. Anyways. It's time for a break. So let's take a break. Sounds good. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, 
in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time. And I just got my, I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, a, a secondary of my package. And I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function there, it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious. Like it's, it's so good. I've even like had it on like ice and been like, I'm drinking like a drink drink. Like you can throw a little straw in there and it's, it's delicious. It's so good. And I just, I love, they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like, you know, medically need some electrolytes, but also if you're working out, if you're sweating hot summer day, you're going to an amusement park, you're on your feet for a long period of time, all of that. Um, most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need. Yeah. I drink mine specifically when I am working out. It's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have three tins, four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code blame me right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code blame me. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about book of the month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available and I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is it's kind of like a a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards 
And Book of the Month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next, which for me is like the biggest hurdle. I love when other people make choices for me, especially when they're good choices. And I'm like, cool, I can trust you. So each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from. All of the books are so good. You can't go wrong. And I mean that wholeheartedly. When we were picking like our selects for this, I was like, wait, this, I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley. And we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The ministry of time is like, people are calling it like, if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. we back i think we're back we're back it's your turn all right this is very school related again all mine are school related today scholastic i'm writing in regards to a situation between my mom and i i am 22 and the youngest of three to a single parent this week i will be graduating college and i feel that nobody cares i was trying to plan a dinner with a few people and told my mom i wanted to go out on friday night to which she responded no let's go on saturday so i can spend time with bob her new boyfriend you can't use bob as like a fake no. name because all i think of is battery operated boyfriend <laughs> oh my god that's <laughs> so funny she's like i can't go out i'm spending time with Buzz and Woody. Anyway, <laughs> you're probably wondering why is it a big deal to go on Friday and why can't you just go on Saturday? Well, I don't have a reason other than my last assignment is due Thursday and I thought it would be nice to end the work week by going out to celebrate. I guess it's not necessary about the date. It's more feeling prioritized. Also, my sister graduated last year and my mom made a huge deal about it. Banners, gifts, dinner. When my sister mentioned getting me a gift, my mom groaned and said, I have to get you a gift, which no, she doesn't. And I definitely wasn't expecting a gift. Am I wrong to be upset that it feels like my mom doesn't care about this accomplishment that I've been working towards for four and a half years? Am I just being dramatic? No. No. 
no, this is a big deal to you. And especially if she made a big deal about your sister before, then yeah, it, your mom's in the wrong for this. Yeah, I think you're getting the the, the youngest child short end of the stick. Because uh-huh. she's like, I've already done this twice before. It's yeah. not that. And it's like, well, I've never done this before. Right. Also, she has a new boyfriend too. So <laughs> that is clouding her brain too. It's, it seems like your mom's being like very self-centered and like not really care- like thinking about you. And like, you have to just tell, you know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. be like, no, this hurts my feelings. I want to go Friday. This is how I feel. Blah, 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 blah. But for parents who are like in their own world or anyone who's like kind of in their own world and like being selfish, they're not going to get the subtle hints. They're not mm-hmm. going to get that like, oh, well, let me notice how you're feeling. Like you have to fucking tell them how you're feeling, which right. sucks. But yeah, I would be, <laughs> I would be so annoyed. Maybe you just don't invite her. And then she would get mad and yeah. then she will throw a tantrum and then make it all about you. Maybe you lie and you say graduation actually happened early and you and your friends like set up a photo shoot of like you and your grad cap and you like post it on Instagram and you like like print out a picture and you like leave it on the counter and she's like, oh my God, what was this? You're like, oh yeah, graduation happened earlier. Like you just gaslight the shit out of her. <laughs> that then, is such toxic advice. I know, don't I'm do it. But like- Kind of here for You it. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. sometimes it's just kind of like, hello, mm-hmm. you know? She owes you, like, she gave you life. She brought you, like, into this fucking world. You didn't ask for this. And, like, she do- you don't owe her anything. She owes you everything. All right. Fuck her uh. and fuck Bob. Anyway, your turn. Okay. This one has a trigger warning for sexual assault. My good friend since childhood, she, her, 19, I'm also she, her, 19, has had this on-again, off-again relationship with this jackass, he, him, 20, since we were in seventh grade and he was in eighth. Up until college, we all went to the same school. I've been vocal about my dislike towards him over the years, but he had never done anything to cause me to hate him until now. This girl we all went to high school with posted a TikTok sharing her sexual assault story. It was blatantly obvious it was about my childhood friend's boyfriend. In the video, she said the age of her assaulter and what college he was attending currently. Our school is relatively small and he is the only one from our high school who attended this college. I commented a heart emoji on the video to show my support. I then sent the video to our text group. Group includes the childhood friend and two other friends. We started giving sympathy because we assumed after seeing the video, she would leave her boyfriend. But instead of accepting our support, she starts to blame the girl who made the video calling her a liar. After we see her text defending him, the two other girls in the group text reach out to me, mad our friend is making excuses for her boyfriend and being disgusting towards the victim. These two friends even sent me a screenshot of them sending a private message to the victim saying they support her. Hours pass, my childhood friend insists we all FaceTime instead of talking over text. So I reluctantly get on the call where I was bashed by her for leaving a comment on the victim's video. She said I was betraying her by commenting and I was choosing a stranger over our friendship. I told her I believe her boyfriend did it and she kept insisting she knows him better than anyone and he would never. While we were all on the call, the friends who were agreeing with me in private are not sticking up for me or the victim. This upsets me because they also send support to the girl but wouldn't admit it to our friend and let her keep calling me a bad friend. So am I wrong for commenting the heart and still believing her boyfriend did it even after my childhood friend and her boyfriend both insist that the victim is attention-seeking? Also, am I wrong at being mad for my other friends for not taking my side on the FaceTime call? This is hard because I think that, like, I don't think that the intentions are bad. I just think the execution was incredibly poor. From who? I think misogyny and, like, the patriarchy, like, runs really deep, and I think a group of girls messaging another girl to tell them like, hey, your boyfriend is an abuser in a group chat. I wish that was a way that I think would be easily accepted mm-hmm. for a lot of people. But I think she could have had this reaction 
even if it was in private. But I do think that like when you reach out kind of in like a group setting of that, I think there should have been a bit more thought process behind the conversation because it seems like you don't like her boyfriend. Nobody has really liked her boyfriend. So I think that would have been with me and my other friends be like, okay, game plan. How can we approach her about this in a way that is going to like support her? Because if she's in a relationship with an abuser, she might be at risk and has been at risk and she might have dealt with something with him and has not opened up to us. She knows we don't like him. Let's come up with like a game plan to like best support our friend and inform her as well as like the victim. But I don't think you're wrong for like commenting a heart on it at all. And I just think that like sometimes when things like when you're not in the wrong at all for your intentions, but like it's going to be so easy for, in this case, your friend or someone else to kind of play the victim if you go about it in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the the process of how you go about it for a lot of things can then for some people really shift all like shift the blame onto you, you know? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think with how she's talking about this, like it seems like she probably would have had this reaction even if you reached out solo and didn't do it on like a group text or anything like that. I think it's fine to be annoyed with your other friends for not like taking your side, but also, I don't know, it sounds like really callous. This isn't like about you. Like there's like an actual sexual assault victim here and then your friend who's in the relationship and like- And that's your friend that's in a relationship. That's a hard place to be in because you don't want to think that the person that you're with is capable of doing something like that. And so you need to let her have time to process this too before passing any judgment on her yeah and i just think that like this isn't you versus anybody Mm -hmm. like this is like a very tragic and sad situation that happened that like you can't make about yourself and like if you want to be mad at your friends for being like wow this really sucks like i wish that like in this situation like you you would also stick up for the victim who's not here to when when they're saying these things and that really sucks but it, it shouldn't be like why aren't you taking my side? Mm-hmm. You know, because like it's just not about it's not about you. you. They should have been speaking up more for the girl and you shouldn't have made it about you. Yeah. I think if it's feeling like a personal attack in this kind of thing, it might be that this is a tragedy and a really horrible thing that happened that m- might have subconsciously felt like a convenient way for you to try and get your friend to break up with her boyfriend who you hate. Mm-hmm. And then it became about how much you hate her boyfriend and you versus him versus hey in a very gentle way because like here's the thing also like some women like stick by their abuser like partners who like have been not specifically not abusive to them but have been like sexually like abused somebody else and like there are women out there who are so deep ingrained in their internalized misogyny that they like weaponize that and it becomes it's horrendous it's not women's job to like handhold those women to like see the light or anything like that like those women exist and they fucking suck and like I'm like, fuck you. But you would be hard pressed, I think, at anywhere to find a woman who didn't deal with her own internalized misogyny. And if you go about it in a kind of a passive way that isn't really gentle, which sucks because I don't think you should have to do that. But it is the likelihood that this that she's going to hear you is just a lot less. Yeah. You know, but you also like I agree with you. You 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 have like being gentle with those people and like the time that it takes for them to like understand you can do that, but you also don't have to. It depends on how well you know the person. And if you think they're a good person, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. have they given you any reason to be like, you deserve some grace in the situation because you are understanding and accepting of this? But it doesn't sound like she is, but also sounds like none of these people are really 
your friends. I don't know. I really hate the gossiping and kind of talking about someone's like trauma. Like I understand that she made a TikTok about that, but I think that like you all can send your support to her. I don't know. That to me is just like, I'm not going to spend any time with my friend's boyfriend anymore. I really dislike him. I'm going to tell you the information that I'm going to step aside versus Mm -hmm. like using it as like a constant source of ammo, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's not like the, the, the woman who made the TikTok like consented to like people just like constantly talking about it. Right. All right. Next segment. So now it's time for, but are they wrong or fondly named by you all as Rachel of the week? Pew, 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 pew. We need a little. A jingle? Yeah. It's the Rachel of the week. She's Rachel in this week. Every week she's being a Rachel, a Rachel of the week. Who are you nominating this week? <laughs> I I cannot wait to talk about this. Wait, I'm so excited. So at the time we're recording this, this is the week of this. Today is December 14th. So last week, classically, Abby tweeted. Shut the fuck up. Who, if you don't know, is Ben Shapiro's sister. When I figured that out, because I was like, first of all, this woman is spending so much money. I don't know if you remember, like, earlier this year. Like, no, actually, probably pre-election, the last one. She fucking, like, the amount of fucking paid YouTube ads that she had everywhere, like, it was constant. Like, she spent all this fucking money to promote her YouTube channel. So it was, like, fucking everywhere. And I was like, fuck this classically Abby girl. Who is this bitch? And then months later, I find out she's Ben Shapiro's sister. And how did I not see it? They have the same face. They have the same face. The same fucking face. (sighs) Oh, God. So we've talked about before how Madonna takes these weird Mm. pictures. So classically Abby posted, this is Madonna at 63. This is Nancy Reagan at 64. So she's slut shaming. So she's showing a picture of Madonna splayed out on the bed just being madonna who she is on instagram Wait, so we're supposed to want to be nancy reagan and then we've got <laughs> no we do want to be nancy reagan hold on <gasps> and then we've got a picture of nancy reagan with like her grandchildren looking like you know yeah old lady basically saying this is madonna at 63 this is nancy reagan at 64 trashy living versus classic living which version of yourself do you want to be and then someone responded with a quote from kitty kelly's biography about nancy reagan nancy reagan was renowned in hollywood for performing oral sex just say yes nancy in the days when she was nancy davis was known to give the best blow job in town not only in the evening but in offices that was one of the reasons that she was very popular on the mgm lot it must have made her very popular with ronnie as well Oh, my God. Her and I have this in common. So everyone has been calling her the throat goat. Shut the (laughs) fuck up. Thank you so much, Classically Abby. So Classically Abby, thank you for being the Rachel of the week, but opening up to this whole world that no one knew about well, i mean people knew about but like new generation no i never heard yes, about this it is a new generation people are calling her the throat goat talking about she's got the gluck gluck 5000 we need her she... on a feature on fucking walk like <laughs> shut the fuck up and I... everyone's saying like pictures of nancy reagan like it's just like in a new context now any picture that you see somebody posted a picture of from Seinfeld, uh, this one episode when Elaine, she had like foam coming out of her mouth with her head tilted Shut back the and they're up. like, Nancy Reagan on MGM Live. 
1949 color eyes. <laughs> and there's just, I'm going to post a link to the thread just because I feel like this is like the greatest thing that happened last week because it's just so out of left field, so funny. I wonder what Nancy Reagan's feeling right and now. Then- <laughs> or her grandchildren are like, Grandma? Grandma? <laughs> Grandma, I heard you give that a uh, good sloppy toppy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh my god, Grandma's glizzy game on point. <laughs> Somebody said when I visited the Reagan Library, one of the telegrams on display was from Nancy Reagan to an absent Ronnie on how much she missed his hot dog. <laughs> like Rush used to say, "I'm just reporting here, folks." That's not real, is it? Yeah, that's actually on a telegram. Yeah, but like I think people. Seeing that before we're putting like actual hot dog, you know, the food hot dog. Oh, no, in I, it. Wow, that's that's fucking hilarious. Yes. Okay, I'm obsessed with that. <laughs> that is so funny. Greatest thing to happen. <sighs> that truly is. So mine is also about the Kardashians. I feel like I should keep it all in one episode because the last one was me not praising, but saying I'm here for their children. And this one is about Kim Kardashian has like finally addressed, quote unquote, addressed her cultural appropriation remarks. And this kind of goes hand in hand with us saying earlier that these children are like brought to this earth to like humble their parents. And it's like she doesn't know this because I'm like, your child's going to grow up and like you're going to get owned so badly. So one of her defenses for this, she has two. One which is giving the same as the Viking defense that Armenians also do like braids in their hair. And I read the article, an article that was like written by an Armenian woman who was like, not the braids that you're referring to. And also like, it's not like a protective style in Mm -hmm. our culture. Like lots of people do braids, but like a, again, not the braids that you are doing at all. And like, don't, this doesn't have a cultural significance to our community. And I also, again, don't want to speak. This is just what a specific Armenian woman said. So I can't speak for mm-hmm. anyone else. But the other one was because she says that North comes up to her and says, mommy, I want to match. And then she doesn't like want to say no or tell her that like she can't and make it seem like it's like a bad thing or whatever. And so she's like, I guess I'm just like going to learn have to like how to like say like explain that to her and like not do that to her but like she just like wants to match and now that I've seen Northwest personality on TikTok I'm like Kim why would you say that why would you this children child has no problem like at this point I want Northwest to call up TMZ and to give a comment on it specifically and like she like says that she's like yeah there are some things that I've done like that like I recognize now I thought it was appreciation it was appropriation but then the second that you blame it on your fucking like eight like eight ten year old however the fucking old you blame it on your kid that negates any sort of like recognition and apology at all like also she was doing it before North existed and like again you're gonna put this on your child and also like she's not dumb if there's any sort of confusion that like her mom is not black that's something that you need to like Mm-hmm. You need to clarify. Like, I feel like I need to sell a fucking e-course on like how to apologize <laughs> because like <laughs> it's not fucking hard. And so many people like start off re- like doing the right thing, like with their apology. And then the next thing that they say completely negates the entire fucking apology. And like it happens all the time when people like talk about how if they've had like old tweets come out or something where they like been canceled, but they're like, you know what? 
I'm actually really like thankful that happened. And like, I, I own up to everything that I did like that. What I said was like, not right. And I am glad that someone pointed out and corrected me because I was able to course correct and all of that. And like, I really regret it and like what I did, but then they will also like have a personal vendetta against cancel culture and like defending and being like, no, people shouldn't be looking to like old tweets and all of that stuff. Or the same thing of being like, and then if it like breaks in like insider, which like so many of them do, or like any article of being like hating the journalist who did it. And I'm like, no, just quit at that first fucking apology, you know? Uh And I could just, I could have helped avoid the Laura Lee one. That one was the worst one I've ever, have you ever seen that one? No, I don't know. It was memed. She's like a YouTuber. I think that like, I've not been aware of her presence and like, I've never followed her, but I do think that like some people have said that like, she's made wonderful strides. I don't know who those people are. I also don't specifically know any more of the communities. If she's made strides, if they mean like as a person or like, you know, to not being like racist, but like, there's like, it was like a meme. She was just like her, like snot crying on camera, like about it. And it was just like really bad. Maybe that's my man. How to manifest. (laughs) That's my new manifesting course. Manifest the perfect apology for your social media cancellation. $500. You can charge more than that for the people you know that there are those There are people you hire for that shit. I know. Crisis management. Yeah. But there's like for specifically for social media. And the yeah. number one thing they usually advise is people just to stay quiet. And I'm like, that's actually the last thing I would do. Well, leave us a review on the podcast app. We would very much appreciate it. Follow us on Instagram. You can get my presets. You can get my book that's available follow my personal watch my youtube videos i mean this has definitely been way out way 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 after but i just posted my engagement video yesterday and it's very sweet i will say that your engagement video is very sweet but it was cute this review is from someone who i believe's name is rachel but they <gasps> changed it to like rachie maybe that's what they they're called by their friends rachie why are cack oh i thought you meant it was from a rachel no 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 well i think her name her is, name rachel. is rachel but she doesn't want to be triggering to us yes thank you we appreciate it rachie <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is such a great addition to don't blame me it's so fun and upbeat but also negative towards people who deserve it which i live for lol huge fan of you too and i'm excited for what's to come sincerely rachel but not that rachel so she <gasps> oh, did put it in here <laughs> that's funny that's i feel like that is very accurate to our podcast like we're uplifting upbeat pop fun not uplifting but mm-hmm. like upbeat fun funny but then we will drag the people who deserve it yeah that's what life is all about yep Someone did write in, I won't read the whole review, but the topic is needs more controversial submissions and gave us four stars. We can't control what people are submitting. Send something more controversial and like controversial subjective. Yeah. I really hope at this point, like we don't have any like pedophiles listening to us. Do you know what I mean? All right. Well, what do you want to promote? I want to promote myself, Melissa Diamond Monts. Please follow me. She is not Melissa. Someone buy her massage chair. Yes, that too. But I'm going to be gone for three weeks. So when I get back, so well, when this comes out, I'll be gone for one week. So next week, buy it. Next week, someone buy her massage <laughs> chair. Okay, we will see you all next time. We'll circle back. But Am I Wrong is a production by me, Megan Rinks, and me, Melissa DeMonts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. Post production by Coco Lorenz, and production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.